Nation with my co-host Tom from Tom, uh, from uh, Knives by Nuge. Tom's by Nuge. And Tom Heather by the Nuge. <laughs> <Tom's by Nuge. laughs> yeah, after dark our radio yeah. is starting uh, off strong. Heather Heather the Happy of PNW <laughs> Bushcraft. Hi, Heather. Hi. And our special guest, Michelle, the Wimpy Camper. What's going on, Michelle? Woo-hoo-hoo. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Well, we're very happy to have you on. So why don't you um, introduce yourself to everybody? I'm sure a lot of people know you, but if they don't, they should. So tell them okay, about well, yourself. The, I just actually wrote up an intro for Merrill because they wanted me to write an intro for their website. So uh, This I is way that, more professional a, than we're used to. Yes, yes. <laughs> You're so fancy. You wrote something? <laughs> prepared for this? <laughs> I uh, happened to have to write that for Merrill anyway, so I was like, I don't know what to say about myself, so I guess I'll stick to what I said there because that took me like an hour to write a paragraph. So, All right, go for it. Basically, I'm I'm a nerdy Asian. That's how I describe myself, and I, I really was quite a late bloomer to the outdoors because I didn't go camping until I was in my 20s, and um, and I, I called myself the Wimpy Camper from the very beginning because I'm really afraid of, like, the outdoors really i'm like afraid of getting lost i'm afraid of getting eaten by a bear i'm afraid of the dark um i don't like to pee by myself behind trees you know uh, bugs spiders etc etc so i always thought it was kind of funny that people think i'm hardcore because i i explicitly said it in the name that i am not hardcore <laughs> it's just that's the illusion of instagram if you take enough good photos you look hardcore so um that's me Awesome. You you are hardcore. What are you talking about? You're out there doing it. You're trying it. You're experimenting. You're learning. That's hardcore. You are I mean, not it's hardcore to have as many knives as I do. So maybe that's like that's okay. All right. Yeah. We'll just throw that in there. You have a yeah. lot of knives. Well, you know, we are we are fans of knives here. I don't know. And that's why your pack has an extra twenty pounds every time you go out. <laughs> that's right. It's just carrying a steel know? mill with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though. I mean, I I know you've been on Instagram for a little bit, and your Instagram page is like awesome. So, um, tell us a little bit about your Instagram and like kind of your strategy, like behind what you do, and what's the magic, what's the secret sauce. You're yeah. just diving right into it, Jesus oh, I, Christ! I am, I am. So you said hi, and then give us the secrets. I want the it's, sauce. It's, it, you know, I, we're, when we were talking right before we started recording, I was thinking about you know, that term secret sauce, because I think we're always wondering what the secret is. Everyone that's online that has a business or is a creator is trying to find what is that secret. And I feel like there's all these people selling, um, you know, Instagram secrets and books you can buy and, you know, webinars you can take and stuff. But I'm not really sure. I mean, some of it is helpful. Like I, I have actually paid for one of the courses that was pretty cheap. I think I paid $50 or something. So I don't know what the secret is, but I think that, you know, I don't, I really don't even think I should be saying like, I know the secret because I actually really, really don't. I think that what we've all been learning and I'm looking at all of you guys too, because you're all online, like, isn't the secret just to like be consistent, be yourself, be, um, um, find something that is valuable to share. Like that's really it. And like, when you think about what's valuable to share, like I always think about when I look at what I'm posting, I'm like, if I would, didn't know me and I was looking at this, is this boring? And sometimes I'm like, yeah, that's boring. <laughs> I would not want to like listen to this person's trip about like, cause I'm like, that sounds just like any other trip. I like, you know, swipe past. And like, I think our attention spans are so low now too. Like I, I probably have like a three second attention span and I'm just like swipe. Yeah, I blame social media a lot for that. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, I I think you you touched on something that I think is really important. We talk about this a lot on here. It's being yourself, being authentic and being real. And, uh, you know, and and it goes a long way because at the end of the day, like we have dudes like Tom who are just cranky and uh, people still like him. So (laughs) he's out there being his authentic self. Tom is a very likable kind of cranky. He's a very likable. He's a very likable cranky. I tell him all the time. It's like, you're the nicest asshole ever. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't need people getting too close right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah keep them at a distance. You, ha- you have like that cranky charisma, Tom, when I watch your <laughs> videos online. I'm like, yeah, this guy, he's funny. Like, I just think he's just funny. Like, you know? <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, but that's the same thing. It's just like natural, where it's like, it wouldn't be any different than if like you were talking to me in person. I mean, Nick, we've hung out. Heather, we've hung out. George Bushcraft, it's like, it's really not like that different than what it actually is. And that's what I tell people. They try to put on like, influencer face and then it's like guys just be whoever you are because i'm sure you jive with a lot of other people there i'm like there's a lot of cranky assholes in the world so i probably (laughs) vibe with a lot of them yeah yes it's very relatable sometimes yeah yeah i think that like oh sorry go ahead ahead. you can go ahead i talk all the time no (laughs) i was going to talk about you i was going to say these people from the pacific northwest are so fucking polite so polite (laughs) no you no you and nick and i are like flipping each other off half the time we're going all gabagool yeah so what i was going to say about heather was like your the vibe from heather's instagram is just like so warm and welcoming and like like that's why i actually wanted to come on here too is i was like oh heather's just like going to be wonderful to be around you know <laughs> what does that say about me you. well you know you're cranky you know yeah. like, well heather's there i'm literally here to balance you out tom that's okay. why you have me on nick's kind yeah, of in the yeah. middle yeah yeah I mean, i'm like I, I can go either way sometimes you're, i'm cranky yeah, sometimes i'm positive you know it's, yeah, uh, yeah you never know what you're exactly. gonna get <laughs> that's Hold awesome on. yeah yeah pop in baby Oh, oh, we got Todd Todd's again. Is it, is it, is yeah, it Todd. Hot Todd, come poke your head in and say hi to everybody. <laughs> hi, Hot Todd. Hot Todd. <laughs> Todd has been making a hell of a lot of uh, appearances on your Instagram recently, Heather. Are well, you trying to you tap know, into that? Yeah, I am. Like that. Sex sells. Like like seeing Todd. Um, yeah. Sex sells. I love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Next time I'll have him flash a little something, right? Maybe Whoa. a little shoulder. I don't know. Now, I actually, um, the videos go better when Todd's in them or when Todd peeks into them. It, uh, people love it. I don't know why. And that works. And, you know, the videos where they're Todd's hands instead of mine. <laughs> He's got good videos. hands. He's got man hands. I don't know what the, I can just look at the numbers and goes, this works. Let's go with it. But, um, you know, as far as social, social media is concerned, I think that I interestingly always hear from people, you're so authentic which I, I used to think was the weirdest comment, but then, you know, I've met people in person that I've seen online and I'm like, oh, this is what you mean. Like this person is not who they are online. So I think it's too much work to be anything but yourself. And I think you literally pull people in when they can relate to you being yourself. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you build your own community, your own tribe based on what you're putting out there. And mine's full of great, warm, friendly, hilarious people who carry knives. And that and works for us. And Tom. Tom's actually really nice. I don't think he's grumpy. So yeah. 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 And I think I was on the phone enough. 
Yeah. Well, I haven't pissed you off either, but Michelle, what I love about your Instagram is you were, you are exactly what you say you are. You are learning and growing and you're sharing that experience with everybody. And you have an insane sense of humor. Every time one of your video comes out, I'm like, good thing she tagged me so I could see the video. It's so funny. Like I just totally relate all the time to it. And I'm like, man, she put a lot of work into that video because we all know how much work social yeah. media is. Bushcraft really- Olympics. Yeah, I mean, yours that is one so was so good. Yeah. I, I think that, like, like when you guys were talking about authenticity, I think that, like, m- my personality, like, my soul is super goofy. Like, I feel like there's like a part of me that's like only like five years old, and it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. this is funny, and um, and so that's where I, I think I create from. Like, I feel like I get inspired a lot from like childhood books and stuff like that, and uh-huh. so I, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know what? That's that's awesome. I mean, I, I read a lot of childhood books to my kids all the time. And, you know, half the time I want to pull my eyes out when I'm talking about pigeons wanting to drive the bus and things like that. <laughs> but, um, you like know, I – yeah, but I mean that's yeah. awesome though. I mean, I I really I I do love what you do on your Instagram, and I think it's really cool that you're out there and you're doing it and you're learning and you don't you know you're not out there like trying to pretend that you're something you're not. And we've talked about this before, but like you know, there's so many people out there like oh, I'm an expert at this and that and the other thing. And you're just kind of like, hi, I'm out here, I'm having fun, I'm in the woods, and here's me doing something goofy. Here's me doing bushcraft Olympics. Here's me doing you know like yeah. whatever. It yeah. Is. And that's and that's awesome. And um, and I think that. Okay. Speak. Speak your words. I just think, I was just going to say, I think it's really nice that you don't take anything too seriously because the stuff that you over-exaggerate is so incredibly true about our community. That's what cracks me up. Because I'm like, hey, yeah, that's, yeah, I see that. Yep, yep. I've done that. Yep. So I, I, I think that your eye for what the rest of us would find humorous is really good, obviously, because you find it funny too. But yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, and I, I mean, think- it's... The, the oh. other thing, too, that I was going to talk about was, like, that I think when we were talking about being authentic, like, even right now, I actually find myself, I'm, I'm nervous because I'm not used to being on a podcast. And I think that the hardest thing about being authentic is, like, to almost feel like no one's going to watch this. And that's, like, the that's the key, right? But then when you start thinking, oh, no, people are going to actually watch this, then you start, to, you get tense, you know? That's kind of, like, that's the hard thing about yeah. I just don't oh, think about it. <laughs> it is it's very hard. It's very hard. And I remember, you know, I've talked about this before, but like I remember when I first started doing video of myself, like talking to the camera. And it was like, Hi, I'm Nick and I am a robot and this is what I'm going to talk about today. It was so awkward and terrible. <laughs> you really do that? That's so awesome that you practiced. Uh, no, I mean that's what that was just how the videos came out. I wasn't, I wasn't practicing. It was just practice were the early videos. It was, it was just, it was just. I was so bad and so uncomfortable because I kept trying to do these like scripted like things where I would be like, okay, this is what I want to say, and, and then I just stopped doing that. Now I just get on I'm like, hey, it's Nick. I'm here, and this is what I gotta say. And okay, bye. You know, like that's that's it. But it's it's definitely like there's a, there's definitely I don't want to call it a learning curve, but there's a comfort curve, I guess, to putting yourself out there and like really, you know, putting it out to the world. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I still like blows my mind. Like I have just over 10,000 followers on Instagram. I was like, I can't believe that there's 10,000 people in this world that are interested in what I have to post on the internet, you know? Um, And you know, there's an element too, Nick, that you're talking about with the comfort that maybe I've never really gotten comfortable. And that's why I never show my face on Instagram. If anybody actually follows me and I, I don't show my face on Instagram. And I think that's what gives me, the freedom and the comfort to create because I don't actually feel like anyone's ever going to be like, 
oh, you posted that really stupid video that you thought was funny. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. So that's, that's why I think that's, that's what I love about the way that I've done it. But I really admire folks like the three of you that you can put your face out there and you're not, you've, you've managed to overcome that uh, comfort curve, like what Nick was saying, you know? You know, I don't, I don't know that anybody's ever called me out for putting anything stupid out. Like no one's mean to me. (laughs) They'd make me cry. But no, I mean, I get what you're saying. I guess I don't really think about it personally. Like what I'm posting, I never thought about it. I just was like, I need to share what we're up to. And people seem to like to see my face. So I did initially worry what I looked like, but I got over that years ago. If I had to primp every time I got in front of the camera, you guys, I would never be in front of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> the other day when I posted a video and then I went back and looked at it, I was like, damn, I probably should have been looking in the mirror. My hair's sticking up all over. But I had a thought. I wanted to share with you guys. And so I just did. And, you know, but I think that that's, again, one of the reasons why people relate to me so much is because I am not working on being something. Yeah, I'm not, just, I mean, I like to look good. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't do it very often. So. I don't really care what I look like on a daily basis. So you're a guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a guy right. thing. It's a dude thing, right? Like, I'm sorry. It's like, there's, oh, there's, sometimes which, I don't like, I'll shoot videos. I'm like, no, this is not going <laughs> on. Where it's like, Lauren helped me shoot a video. I think it was a couple weeks ago, but I just finished grinding and I wet grind. So like I wear an apron, but up top of my chest was two perfect circles right in the center of my chest <laughs> that were wet. And I watched the video afterwards. I'm like, okay, no, it looks like I got some big old wet honkers right now. And this is not going on Instagram. It's going on the podcast, but it was not going on the video. <laughs> You know, so, and, she took the video and then was like, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. No, it's yeah. fine. Nothing, nothing weird here. And I'm like, and like, you didn't see that? <laughs> but she did. Like, let me go change my hoodie or something like that before I do this video. She just wanted to embarrass you on the internet. That's all. Yeah. Well, I do that enough. Yeah. But you know what? Sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes, I don't need help. sometimes you really do need to know when to call it quits and just not do something because like last week, me and Tom like got ready. We got on the podcast and I'm like... What are we talking about? He goes, I don't know. I was like, I haven't slept in three days. Let's not do this. And he goes, okay. <laughs> and we, just, and we just walked away. We're like, all right, uh, next week. And we'll, I was we'll wondering to- what happened, guys. I was like, I don't think they put a podcast out last no, week. I wonder what went I, down while I was gone. <laughs> I was pissed off at the world. Nick was exhausted. And it was just like, no, because I also know. <laughs> I'm just going to shit talk everybody. Yeah, and that's good. like, we say be real, but not like that real. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> real. Don't want to be mean. We can be real. Well, we don't need to be mean. At times mean. you want to be mean, Heather. It's just that you shouldn't be mean to public platforms. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's the rule. The you can do that in private, in the bar private. or something like that. That's when you can be mean. In private at a bar? Yes, you have a private bar. Tom, <laughs> private bar? Seriously, where is this private bar? I, I, you wouldn't I, you like to know. <laughs> but um, I, I just want to touch on one more thing about Michelle shell social media and then we'll move on to non-social media topics but um going back to what you were saying before about not putting your face um out on instagram and stuff like that it is very 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 difficult to have personality and not put your face out there and you do such a stellar job of like getting personality and getting people drawing people into the instagram and not showing your face which is amazing um you know, because like the first thing I always tell people when they ask me, like, "Oh, how do I grow Instagram?" I'm like, "Don't put your face out there." Um, so it's it's a rarity when people are able to do it and not show their face. So kudos to you. That's very good. Well, it, in, thanks, Nick. It, it's actually something that like I struggle with because I feel like it limits my creativity. So sometimes I joke. I don't know if you guys saw my video around Christmas time. I did a video with my brother, and I said, 
are you okay with your face being out there? He's like, I don't care. And uh, so he was, he helped me create that Christmas video of like the different gifts for bushcrafters. Mm -hmm. Uh And um, I was like, I wish I had hired actors all the time. Like, on a <laughs> I have I have video ideas. I don't want my face out there, but I want people to do what I have in the mind. And, and so it's really great when there's other people that can, I can use their facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can I use you? And, do you uh, think you'll ever be comfortable enough to show your face? I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm working up towards it, like, slowly. I saw parts like, of your I, face. I saw a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I saw cheek. I see side face. Side face. It's been, like, since 2017, so, I, so I'm slowly getting there. So maybe, who knows, yeah, okay. right? One it's time we'll like, see a little eyebrow, you know? Like, yeah, you never know. One day you'll see a chin. Yeah. <laughs> And just and just so uh, all you listeners out there know, we are actually looking at the real Michelle, so we know what she looks like. So, ha ha, you guys. I always like to reassure people, I really am real. <laughs> I had like a 50-50 bet that you were going to have like the blurred face and the, <laughs> the computerized voice coming through. Like a walk around. This is Michelle from the camper. It's like, oh, okay. Or like like your witness around. protection. Yeah, like I walk around in real life with some kind of like blurred face. You know, like, I it, it's like I am a blur. Like, like something off my glasses, and you're like, no, that is her face. <laughs> Did you guys oh, also know that Michelle is an incredible writer? I just want to say that she wrote a post for um, my blog once, and it was fabulous. I don't know oh, if you guys wow. have read it. Do you remember that? It was really I good. I forgot about that. that yeah, was, I oh, might have to yeah. give you guys the link so you can share yes, it again. Yes, please but do. It was a great and article. I will share it with the world as well. Yeah. What and one day we're going to camp together. Knives. It was about knives. Oh, yeah. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have a few more since you wrote that. <laughs> yeah. I have, I have limited interests. I like knives. <laughs> and knife related so things. With knives. <laughs> <laughs> knives and fire. Knives and fire. <laughs> It's a good comment. Oh, that's I the like fun it. stuff. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you mentioned before that you didn't get into the outdoors until you were 20. So what got you involved in the outdoors and kind of getting out there and doing the thing? Yeah. So my first camping trip was when I was 20 and I really had a terrible time. I remember thinking, I don't know why I don't want to do this. This is awful. I'm cold and I'm covered in bug bites. I'm so itchy. The fire was so smoky. We were so anyway, on and on. So that was my first camping trip. So I didn't go back again for like a couple of years. And then I had a friend that was like, you should come camping. And I was like, okay, I'll try it again. And then I did like it. And then at that time too, I was going through like a, like a, you know, when you hit your twenties, you're like exploring, like trying to like become more confident, like figuring out what your hobbies are. So I think I, I hit a phase there a couple of years later where I was like, okay, no, I like this. This is like, it made me feel more confident, you know, because I I think, especially growing up, like in an immigrant household, like the outdoors wasn't like a big part of my life. So it was very foreign. And um, so, yeah, I had to like learn it. And it felt like, I felt like I was conquering it every time, every skill I learned, like if I could camp outside, if I could, I started with indoor rock climbing and I was like, oh, I'm rock climbing. I'm like, like, you know, doing cool things. I'm brave, you know, and it, it gives you that confidence. So that's kind of how it slowly started. And then I was a big fan of like Survivor Man. Did you guys watch Survivor Man? What is Survivor Man? Oh, he's like this Canadian like legend. He's, uh, he's from Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, okay, now I'm going to Well, I'm a lot of survival guys. 
Yeah, nerds okay. like yeah, Lestrade. So he's um, he used to film himself. So he was like the first reality lone star. I think I think that's what he he calls himself. That because he would actually go out by himself, be his own film crew, and survive for like I think he had to survive for seven days. I can't remember. It was something like a week. I don't know. But man's got mad skills. He did that uh, signature series with LT. Oh, yeah, I've okay, actually, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually talked to him on the telephone. We were going to make bags for him. So yeah, nice guy. Oh, really? You talked to him? That's I talked so to cool. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. I'm so famous. <laughs> I, I can't ever unsee it. Whenever I watch like Alone or like Les Trouds or even like your videos, Michelle, when you see the video shots of like you walking forward towards the camera, I always think that that poor sap had to walk forward up there, put the camera there, walk back, and just to get the shot of them walking then forward. Yeah. And every time I ruined Lauren with it now too. Because now when she sees this, she's like, he had to walk like 50 yards up just to set the camera and walk back. I know. Like, yes. I know. And then the more I think about that, the more it ruins the shots. You know, when I yeah. see other people do it, I'm like, oh, I know what you did. You put it in a tree, didn't you? You walked you by it. You little devil. Yeah. And you walk back. Anyway. I mean, honestly, yeah. I give people with that level of production quality credit because I, I won't do that. I'm like, oh, look, I'm in the woods. Here's a tree. Picture. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a waterfall video. You know, like that's that's it. Man. I don't know. So I, I give you guys credit for doing that stuff because I, I won't do it. <laughs> so It works, though. I, th- I think sometimes like like some people have like the the shaky camera footage and stuff. Like there's a few people I follow online that I'm like, I just love how real it is. I feel like I'm there with him. He's like talking. He's. You know, it's all shaky and blurry and dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, you know what? It's like everybody, everybody's got a thing. Everyone's got a style, and you know, some of it works, <laughs> some of it doesn't. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, honestly, I think I think we're all fighting an uphill battle. We know this with with Instagram and uh, the throttling of our particular industries, type of accounts, and all that stuff. So it's like you know, you got to do the best that you can, but it is what it is. Anyway. That's yeah. why we have a podcast. Yes. <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. Yeah. People listen to it all all over the world, which is kind of cool. Like at one point we were like number 110 Japan or something like that. <laughs> Huge in Japan. Huge in Japan. Um, but apparently uh, they're very into bushcraft into Japan. So yes. someone, was telling me that. someone was telling me that yeah. and I was like, huh, I did not we, know we that. Should, they like our gear. We ship a lot to Japan. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it is cool. That's awesome. I love how differently they do camping in Japan. Like when I see the photos, it looks like the living room is outside. Be there. It is so gorgeous. It's so pretty. I just want to be like, I could, I picture myself in there when they post those pictures. I'm like, I could rock that camp. Absolutely. (laughs) So I, I typically go into camping with the best of intentions and I bring a bunch of clothes and a bunch of stuff and whatever it is. And most of it stays in the, in the back of the truck and I wear the same pair of pants for three days. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, I mean, I'm going to be smelly anyway, so screw it. (laughs) But I I know um, that I'm not going to change my clothes a lot. I have just already like committed to that. Like I rarely bring a change of clothes. I bring a change of socks and underwear, but like, otherwise I'm just going to wear the same clothes. That's just, I mean, especially like this past year at Georgia Bushcraft, every time I had to change my clothes, it was like, shudder. (laughs) So cold. (laughs) Was it cold this year? Oh Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So cold. (laughs) I was like 20 degrees. Yeah. It was like 20, 20 degrees. Um, Fahrenheit. So yeah. was, yeah. to start with, to start with, and then it warmed yeah. up to 60. So like overnight <laughs> it dropped 
Yeah, overnight it dropped and we woke up to everything frozen. And then as the day went on, it warmed up. Yeah, it was yeah. all over the board. So you yeah, started was, with lots of clothes and then no clothes and the clothes back on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Winter camp is tough too because it's tough to predict how much you're going to be moving and the gear you need. I mean, yeah. Michelle, you've done a lot of that too, right? Like, to do, like actually out there in the snow. Yeah, I really – I actually prefer winter camping because I – like I was saying earlier, I hate bugs and spiders, and, and I also like yeah. crowds. So they all go to like their the cold hell where they belong. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're that's totally the best right. Time of year. That's there's no crowds. Excellent point. Yeah. And there's no fire bans because, like, um, nowadays yeah. we got like this the really crazy high temperatures and no rain in summer, mm-hmm. so no fires. So I, I like fall and winter camping now. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly enjoy being hot. Um, so I would prefer to, to camp in the cooler climate as well, but not, you know, like when it's 20 and low, lower than that, I'm, I don't need to. <laughs> I, and I'm trying to convert that to like Celsius right now. I'm like 20. What would that be in Celsius? I'm not even sure. Yeah. We're, we're the only country. In the negative world, something. So I don't negative. Know. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is controlled. Yeah. <laughs> Negative something. Um, negative something. Why am I the math guy? <laughs> Good job. Negative something. Um, no, you know what? And it's it's funny because I um I went to school. I was a student of the sciences, so I studied biology and um, environmental science and all that stuff. And everything that we do in science is all in the metric system. And then. Oh. Um, I yeah. That. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So and then it's like converting back and forth, and then it's you know. So I get confused and uh, and I hate it. And the temperature is cold. <laughs> that's all. That's all you need to know. And, and we, Canadians are kind of funny and confusing too. If we, we do go back and forth between metric and imperial, so like we'll use heights in like five foot eleven, you know. Mm-hmm. But for it'll be like kilometers in Celsius and. I, I always get messed up when I see people's heights in centimeters, and I'm like, 170 centimeters. <laughs> I gotta like How are they 170 feet? <laughs> I was like, hey, what is going on That's here? crazy. Um, but yeah, that's cool. You know, it, it's funny too, and it's a good point about like how much movement that you're going to do while you're out there in the winter because – so I, I walked to the doctor's office today, which is about a mile and a half from my house through the woods. So it's nice. You know, it's a pleasant like hike through the woods, um, but it was, it was about – I don't know, eight degrees when I left the house this morning, maybe a little lower. So I had, you know, I had my parka, I had gloves, I had a hat. I was like the whole nine. And then I, I really like cooked back because I was trying to get back in time um, to get my son on the bus. And uh, I was sweating. <laughs> like, and it was, it was still, it was 12 degrees outside, but I was so hot. I was like, I was like taking my coat off. <laughs> it was like, you know, so people, people often think that, you know, just because it's cold that, uh, you know, you're not going to sweat, but you're definitely going to sweat when it's cold if you're moving around, and it really puts you at risk for hypothermia if you're going to be outside for a long period of time. So yeah, definitely like, something to think about. Didn't you do something, Nick, recently about like um, when you were doing those like free um, education sessions? Didn't you do one yes. about layering? I did. I did a whole, um, I did a whole uh, module about actually hypothermia itself and how to – prevent hypothermia, how to treat hypothermia. And um, that was actually recently um, published on uh, the Recoil Off-Grid uh, website. Yeah, because I, I don't think, well, living, living here where it's like more temperate, like Heather would know too, like we don't get a lot of really, really cold temperatures. And with this recent snow, uh, snowstorm, we had um, much colder temperatures than usual. And I was like out walking and I actually was not well prepared because I wasn't used to that. So it's like, Good to kind of refresh your memory about that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, it was two degrees here last week while I was gone. My mom was like, the doors are frozen shut. The windows are frozen. (laughs) The heater was pissed off. I I was like, whoa. Like, we warmed up and now we got dumping. It was the snow dump today. Well, yeah, it's been it's been wild here, too, because it was, you know, last week it was in the 50s and then it dropped and we got a massive snowstorm and then it was in the 50s again and it rained and all the snow went away. And then it dropped and it snowed again and then it, it rained again and then it dropped. And now there's just a sh- like a thin layer of ice all over everything right now. So everything outside is a death trap. And um, and then next week it's going to be 50 again. But right now it's it's 14 degrees. <laughs> it needs to make up its mind. Yeah. And speaking of hypothermia, winter. though, that's like when it's the most dangerous, though, isn't it? Because like it's like changing all the time and then you're wet and like we always like to complain here on the West Coast that it's like a different kind of cold, you know. Well, it, <laughs> definitely, it definitely is, kind. and and one of the misconceptions that people make is that you know it has to be very cold to be hypothermic, and you can easily get hypothermic in sixty degrees. You know, if you know fifty, yeah. sixty degrees, depending like if you're wet or if it's windy, like you're losing all that body heat. And um, people have gone hypothermic and have gotten very sick and um, died because they they miss um, they weren't prepared for it, you know. And uh, one of the things that we do as people, as all organisms do, it's called homeostasis. And it's like when your body acclimates to the environment around it. But when we have this constant fluctuation of temperatures, we can't acclimate as well. So we never really get used to the temperature, which can, you know, ultimately affect us. Sorry to geek out on everyone. (laughs) (laughs) When when I knew you started as a student of the sciences, I'm like, God's about to get real nerdy. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) No, No, I I think that it's like every time I leave the house here, you think you're okay in your car, but I always bring all of my layers because there's always a chance I'm going to break down or I'm going to slide in a ditch. I'm going to have to hike home. So like, I'm always prepared for the worst. Thankfully, it hasn't happened. But like, I know that if I'm like, oh, I'll just run down to the store real quick and I don't bring a hat and gloves and boots, then that's when the car's going to go in the ditch. So, yeah, I just think it's smarter this time of year to just always be prepared for what's worst. I mean, that's way better than not being prepared. And it's easy. You know, it's easy to walk out the door with all the stuff you need. You don't necessarily have to put it on, but you're going to put it in the car. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, something that, that I take for granted, too, is like, you know, my wife and I both work from home. So if, like, it's nasty out, it's just like, all right, well, I'm not going to work. You know, we're no, not going just anywhere. We're just going to say, it. like, it snowed. I'm like, all right, I'm just not going anywhere. Um, and then I see other people, like, digging out their cars and, like, trying to drive places. And I was like, oh, poor people. <laughs> well, I had to play chauffeur this morning. We have, like, an off-road vehicle, and uh, Amanda's car won't get up the driveway to come to work. So she's like, are you going to meet me at the end of the driveway? And I was like, put my four-wheel drive on, put all my winter <laughs> stuff on, and drove down to get her. So, and then it just kept snowing. So then I was like, you need to go home. You're going to get stuck at her house, which would have been fine. <laughs> but I was like, please go home before it gets too bad. But, yeah, every winter we deal with that because our, our driveway gets really snowy and icy. And, you know, it kind of has a hill on each side, and you have to cross a creek, and it's just safer. Todd drives it really well, but Todd likes to drive in the snow. So what you're saying is that you live you live in a magical enchanted forest. I do live in a magical yeah, enchanted forest. <laughs> there's there's gnomes and things running around. From the photos and videos, it looks like you have like such a beautiful property, Heather. I do. I'm very, very lucky to have um, lots of different areas. Did you see the one where I was showing you where I took my pictures? I yeah. really wanted to showcase here, to people here. that. Yeah, that's just right on my property. I mean, we live up against a mountain, so I have a mountain for a backyard. Yeah, awesome. we just 
we just have, you know, the middle has grass, takes about four hours to mow. And that's about all we do is try to keep the forest off the lawn, kind of. <laughs> totally. And we lose every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's very difficult when you, especially like, I don't live in the woods, but I live surrounded by the woods. And um, it's very difficult to keep the forest off your lawn because mm-hmm. you get you get native growth like coming up like it's no man's business. So like we have a ton of like mugwort that comes up and, you know, that stuff gets five feet tall and and clovers and everything else. I mean, I got to the point last year where I didn't even have much of a lawn left. It was just it was just clovers, dandelions and all kinds of native flowering things. It was really quite lovely. I don't really care. Um but I, I don't own my property I rent, so the uh, landlords came and pesticided everything, and I was sad. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was, I was so sad. I was like, oh. They purged it all. They purged my plants, all my edibles, wow. all my all my forageable plants that were growing on my front lawn. Oh, no. Like, I, was so, I was so very sad. Um, Do you guys now all I live outside now. of the city, though? Like, all, all of you live outside of the city? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm I, in the city, so I don't have – yeah. Yeah, I, I grew, <laughs> you have I a grew up in. Um, <laughs> I have a deck. Somebody right. just dropped off a spoke shave at my house via quad, which is why I had to mute it before. So <laughs> we we're definitely because he's like, "Oh, you could sharpen this thing." I'm like, "Sure, whatever. Just drop yeah. it off in the garage." Yeah, but I of did. Course, I did grow up in the city. In the middle of the podcast, when he said he was going to be here at six thirty, and it's nine thirty-six. So I didn't hear anything. Of course. Though. Yeah. No. Well, that's I mean, the, the beauty of the mute button. That's why my uh, mouse covers it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I uh, for you, Michelle, I, I did grow up in the city. So up, in, I lived in the city up until um, about three years ago when I moved to Connecticut. But I grew up um, in Queens, right outside of New York City. Like it's Queens is technically part of New York City, but not part of Manhattan. So. Oh, oh yeah. So it would have been dense then. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I used to have to travel to go to the woods. And now, now I don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, nice. Like sometimes I'm, I'm definitely envious of folks that like they can just go outside and have a campfire. I'm like, dang it! You know, it was. It was a. Yeah, bring the fire department. You know what though? It was there was a learning curve. You know, into like really like going from a very urban like heavy heavy suburban to urban lifestyle to just living in the woods. Um, it was it was very different, you know, and I had to get used to things like like uh, restaurants closing really early or the lack thereof restaurants. There's no fast food around, um, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> there's yeah. one supermarket in the entire town and, and I don't even shop there because it's too expensive. So I have to drive a half hour to a different supermarket <laughs> to like go shopping. So, you know, it was really a, it was it was a bit of a of a culture shock at first, but I acclimated very quickly and I'm very, very happy to live outside of um dense city land oh totally like some of the I biggest stuff with like living in a city is just like the constant noise that's why it's nice to get outside you know it's, it is quiet it's good for the it's good for the brain yeah, yeah and the stars oh my gosh stars property, yeah, like you stars. can see the stars they're amazing Love stars yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. just no make you stop yeah yeah makes me makes me realize how tiny i am in this universe and i'm okay with that yeah. <laughs> And also I get like cool experiences like listening to the coyotes run through the woods, chasing things, sounding like a bunch of drunken teenagers and, you know, bears. It sucks running. to be the thing they're chasing though. Here you are like laughing at that. They're well, chasing hey, something, I'm, Nick. I'm not. Well, <laughs> not chasing me. So It's the circle of life. Do you need yeah, me to exactly. sing the song, dog? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> don't end up at the end of the circle with a bunch of coyotes around you. People think they're like tiny little dogs. I'm like, no, they're, they're not. pretty big. They're not. They're, they're big. Um, 
But yeah, you know, Shall get you that. Wolves you. You? What was that, Tom? Do you have wolves up by you? Um, well, I don't know, actually, because there was this one time that uh, when w- my friend and I, we were leaving, like, more our backcountry, like, it, we had driven quite a far, like, ways to get into the real woods where it's, like, we call it crown land. I think for you guys, it's, like, BLM land. And we were leaving, and there's no houses around there. And all of a sudden, this, like, looked like a large dog ran right on the road. And like, from that point on, I was like, that was a dog. And then my friend was like, that was a wolf. So I don't know. Yet. Like, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe there might be koi wolves. They've talked about like that. There could be like this, um, in, in the nearest woods to me, the Squamish, like that there might be, um, coyote wolf hybrids. Koi wolves, yeah. So there's a bit smaller, but. Well, cause I know some places are doing like reintroduction programs of them. And I'm like, are they asking the people that live where they're going to put them if they want this? <laughs> If somebody was like, hey, would you like a wolf in your backyard? I'd probably say no. I think they reintroduced in my area like elk. So there could be like wolves now coming back because they did reintroduce elk. Uh, Yeah, food. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, we have elk and mountain lion and bears and coyotes. I mean, we have stuff that will eat you here. (laughs) Yeah, you got got the gamut. We have have black bears. That's really the only thing that you have to worry about. Mostly they leave you alone. We got mountain lions in Jersey. They say we don't, but – I have one on my trail camera at my hunting spot and the, <laughs> the state said it is not that. I'm like, okay. okay. Well, I, I have the photo of it. So if it's, yeah. if it's not a mountain lion, what is it? Is it the, the chupacabra? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, But it's definitely not a mountain lion. I'm like, all right, well, it's got the tail like a mountain lion, the face like a mountain lion. I have trail cameras of pictures of bobcats. And I'm yeah, like, it's uh, not well, bobcat. Yeah, that too. Was it like four bobcats in disguise? Well, <laughs> <laughs> the trench coat getting into the movie theaters like little kids <laughs> they're like they're like no definitely not i'm like so what is it like don't know but it's not what you're saying it is i'm like okay. just deny it just deny it oh that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah but it's not like I've, there's that many of them that we're worried about around here they're like nick said the biggest thing is like black bears and you know they're people say they're like cuddly dogs they're they're, they're definitely not, not like they're definitely dogs. not <laughs> no but those are you know people say they haven't been like three feet from them because yeah, they exactly. definitely don't look like that when you're that close Mm-mm. well we actually have grizzlies um like i'm not sure if we have wolves in the woods that i go to but i've seen signs that there's like grizzlies like occasionally passing through there's definitely black bears so when i'm when i have those like nights where i do sleep under a shelter i'm always kind of like not really asleep yeah, you know. you're doing that half conscious. <laughs> what was that? Noise? Where's what my bear that? spray? Yeah. Even when I'm rustling, I'm like, "What was that?" Oh, that was. Me. <laughs> Have you had any uh, personal bear encounters? Um, my favorite slash most scary bear encounter was my favorite because nothing happened. You know, but uh, that's I would usually a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the closest I've ever been to a bear where I could actually smell the bear. Um, it was uh, a mama and three cubs that they were really cute. And, and, uh, I was really quiet. So I didn't expect to see bears in this area because I was just off of a forest service road. So I kind of was like, what are the chances that a bear would just like walk over the road? You can't say because then the chances are 100%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Every there. time. Totally. And when you don't expect it, like, and cause I've been out in like real real woods like more further out and i haven't seen a bear but when you're on the side of the road that's when you'll see the bear so i was just really quiet and uh carving i was trying to carve an owl with my brother i was trying to show him how to carve an owl and um and then i was facing this way he was facing 
like we were facing each other so he could see what was behind me. And he said, and he doesn't camp at all. So he thinks I'm an expert. You know, he thinks I know what to do in emergency situations. He says to me, um, there's some bears over there. And I said, <laughs> I thought he's like confused. I was like, first of all, there's no such thing as plural bears. Okay. That's what I was. And then, so I was like, I was like, what? And because he was pointing directly behind me and I was like, what? And I turned around, I was like, oh my God. And they were really, they were really close. Like they were, I don't know, like 10, 15 feet from me. And yeah, they were, they, they, we snuck up on them. They snuck up on us, but we surprised them because we were so quiet. And mm-hmm. I think the whole situation was so lucky because like I've heard mama bears can be really aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. and she must be used to humans. So she was kind of like, okay, I didn't see you there. And she just kind of like, just kind of like, like slowly backed up and like very calmly and took her cubs with her. And she just went around us. But I was like, wow. I was like, yeah, holy moly. Cause I have no idea what I would have done if she had like, yeah, gotten aggressive. Die. <laughs> Probably you, you die. Die. Um, no, I don't. They say with black bears, you're supposed to fight them. If they, uh, if they come at you. Um, Look big. Yeah. Yeah, you start with actually insults. <laughs> yes. I like to fat shame the bears. That <laughs> seems to work facts. best in my, especially when they're coming onto the fall because they're very conscious about that. So sometimes it does not work. <laughs> Ask me how I know. No, uh, no. Share your your best fat bear insult, Dom. Yes, I want to hear it. Please. <laughs> Well, there's, I don't know if I told the time where I was stuck in my shop before work, but uh, I was, this is when I was still working as a police officer. I was getting up at like three in the morning, working a couple bit like hours before I had to leave and I had to leave by like six. And we try to keep the trash in the shop overnight because the bears get into it. And then obviously I don't want to be working over a garbage pail. So I bring it out when I'm in there in the morning. And then right as it's like 5.45, I'm like, I hear, I hear the trash go down. I'm like, just getting ready. I'm like, I got to go to work. I'm like, you hear it get knocked over. You're like, great. And I'm like, I know what that is. And like, I start opening up and slamming the garage door, trying to spook it away. Nothing works. I throw a two by four out at it. That doesn't work. <laughs> it's getting to be like 5.55 at this point. And I'm like, all right. I need to go like this. Uh, you got to get out of here, bear. It's I got to go to work. I can't explain to my chief that I'm late to work because there's a bear blocking my door. <laughs> and Seems so I, op- I left open the door and I say, listen here, you fat fuck. I got to get to work. <laughs> and you know what that bear does? It's like three feet from me. He gets up on both poles and growls at me and I go meek. And I just like get real small and shut the door real fast. <laughs> The point where it woke it woke Lauren up, who was sleeping inside the house, wondering what I was yelling about out there. Realized it wasn't me yelling; it was a bear growling at me. (laughs) But thankfully, the because the issue was I was over the food. Also, I insulted it during the fall, fat shamed it. It was not happy with that, but it didn't want to leave because I just spooked it while I was over a food source. But when Lauren came out the back door and shut the door, that was far, far enough away to, for the bear to be like, all right, I can get out of here. Where before when I insulted the bear by calling him a fat fuck or her, um, by opening, I didn't take time to look. But 
by opening the door and insulting it, it was like, no, I'm just going to kill you. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're close enough just for me to end you. Where Lauren was like, all right, I can run away from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what fun. not to do. Got it. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't, I mean, do it. I survived. I, but, I, only uh, had, I only had one really close uh, bear encounter. It was, I think it was probably the first year I, I lived up here. And uh, I was down on a, hi- on a hiking trail not too far from me. And I was down by the river. I probably told the story before, but anyway. Um, and I was squatting because I just got a, uh, a grail, you know, one of those grail water filters. So I was, I was making a video or something of that and I was filming the grail. And I heard like this crack behind me and it was still icy on the ground. And I heard this crack behind me and I turn around and I'm like, Oh, and there's a big, big ass bear, like three feet away from me. <laughs> and, and I, I got up and I, you know, I stood up and you, you panic, you know, everyone's like, Oh, I know what to do. I don't know what to do. So I, I just got, I stood up and I was like, uh, you know, and I, you know, you're supposed to say, Hey bear. So like, and I'm uh, not in an authority, authoritative way in like the most wimpy way you could possibly say, I was like, uh, Hey bear. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, and he turned around and he walked away and I was like, wow. <laughs> and, uh, I, I let him, I let him get a good, a good distance away from me. And then I, I hightailed it out of there back to my car as fast as my freaking legs would take me. And I came home and I'm like sweating, like, and I'm panicking and I'm pacing. And my wife's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, bear encounter. <laughs> like, what? So, um, you know, so there you are. That's my uh, hardcore survivalist story. But I, I love that your voice was like, I don't know. Like, I know you're almost like overly aggressive, too. I'm like, I don't want to anger you because that's yeah, what I, I did. Like, oh. I was kind of like, oh, my gosh. And I think I said, hey. And then I was like, oh, 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 hey. And I was like, that over, that's, that's assertive but not aggressive, right? <laughs> it was assertive. Yeah, I, I, you're I being assertive. Just, yeah, I might as well have just been like, how do you do, Bear? I'm <laughs> Snake. Would you like some tea? Well, maybe that's why I left you alone because you were polite. And then me going all like New Jersey cop asshole on the bear was like, oh, yeah? Yeah, you want to play that game? <laughs> Where it's all you guys is like, oh, sorry to bother you. Have a great yeah, day. Yeah, hey. That was the thing. I think, you know, the bear, the bear felt bad for me for being such a wimp. <laughs> and mine's like, what, you want to fight about it? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, ever since then, I carry bear spray. Yeah. <laughs> but, Smart. Learn, you know, life, life lessons. Um, whatever doesn't kill you, makes you stronger or smarter, or I don't know, maybe. Or crippled. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Here to tell a good just, story. Yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So we really are like derailed as usual. Yes. Well, that's kind of we're good at that. We're very good at that. That's kind of what we do here. We kind of yeah, just, it's kind of a thing. We just ramble. It's all good. Um, you guys want to hear about my trip? Yeah, yeah, I do, do want it. to hear about your trip. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for keeping us <laughs> on track. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you wanted to know, but I do you know. want to know about your trip. I do. All right. Well, All I right. want to know about this other input that you had too. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about that first, right? So, okay. well, let I me want tell to know you his what, name, his address. I, no, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what I went to. So, I went to an entrepreneur boot camp that's being filmed for a reality show. Okay. So, I I went to learn and. Be on camera. So that was the whole point of that. You go, you learn stuff, you take a test on camera, and then they have professionals that give you consultations and tell you what they think about your business. There's a hundred people there. So that was one of the gentlemen who was doing the consultation telling me that, um, you know, people buy my stuff just because it looks cool on the trail. 
I just thought it was a weird assessment of our business. Because he was like, why do people buy your stuff? And I was like, well, people are looking for something durable, well-made. Um, they appreciate it comes from the USA. They appreciate knowing who's made it, that it's a family product. And he's like, no, that's why you make it. That's not why people buy it. I was like, oh, okay. all right. Okay. Like, I think I know my 10-year customer base. But, you know, like, I tried to hide that all on my face because we're being filmed. And, you know, I'm sure I didn't hide it because I don't hide my emotions well. You pretty much, if I'm pissed at you, you're going to know it. It's really obvious. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so then he gave me that advice that people buy the stuff just to look cool. And I was like, I think my customers are a little more in depth than that. Like, I don't think I got hipsters on the trail I mean, I'm okay with hipsters, but you know what I mean? Like, I think people buy the gear because they use it, not because they just want to look cool. So that was an interesting consultation. I didn't take a lot out of that. So what I what I took out it's of that. Just, it's not they, a consultation, though. It's just being a dick. Yeah. Like, it's better on camera if he's a dick, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah add a, maybe add a little pizzazz. I don't know. I, who knows, you guys? But They're probably the looking was, for a reaction, so. Oh, well, they didn't get one verbally. I'm sure on my face it said "fuck off." <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, I think also too, it's kind of aimed more at startups. Which, when they had done the interviews, I'd said, you know, I've been around a long time. I don't want to come for something that I'm not going to bring value out of. And they said, "Oh no, you'll definitely get a lot out of this event." And I was like, "All right, you know." we all get to a certain spot in our business where we realize we need to learn more and I needed to learn more. And I did learn the bummer thing was though, is you have to compete for five days in a row and there's a cash prize. But day three, I was so sick. I couldn't get out of bed. So I missed day three and day four. So that was a real bummer because I was in Oklahoma and you know, it was, it was sad to miss out on being able to possibly win money, but I met a Do you think someone spiked your drink? Oh my gosh, you guys are going to think I'm so silly. Okay, so I got there and um, I don't actually enjoy, well, I'm getting really good at it, but I don't, I'm not very good yet at speaking in public or I wasn't very good at it. It really made me, used to make me like super anxious because when I was younger, I passed out on stage at a storytelling convention. So that's a lot to come back from. Yeah, maybe definitely. I almost passed out. I don't know, whatever. It was a long time ago, very long time ago. So I was like, I can do this. I can get in front of this camera and I can talk to strangers and I can tell my story. Like this was a challenge to myself to do it. But I was kind of like uncomfortable the whole time, like anxious. I, oh, my body just wasn't right. And I was like, is this what people with anxiety feel like all the time? <laughs> this sucks. Like I was totally like, what is wrong? I didn't think I was that worked up about it. Well, I was sick. I didn't have anxiety. I was coming down with something. But because I was in this new environment and it starts at 8.30 in the morning and you don't get back to your room till 11 o'clock at night, my body just was like, nope, Heather, you've way overdone this. So That's too long. It, it, it was, uh, yeah. But the whole thing is, is you're getting together with people and you guys are all sort of going through this experience together and you're bonding. You're also in a room full of entrepreneurs. So there's all these super motivated talented, creative people that you can just hang out with for five days. I mean, like I met so many different people doing different things and like crazy things. Like there was one guy that was doing microdosing for depression and there was a lady that changes your brain waves and athletes. And then there was a people called the snake discovery from YouTube. I bonded with them. They were great people. <laughs> <laughs> they were smart asses like me. There was those my kind of people, but you know, and then there was somebody who had a knitting shop in Washington, you know, like, the variety of people were there, but they were all small businesses, entrepreneurs wanting to grow. So, you know, it was a good, it was a really good community. I just didn't win anything. 
That's all. And and you got sick, and somebody was mean to you. So yeah, it yeah, really sucks. I'm it ready really to go sucks fuck to be them up. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom's so, ready to fight. No, no, you guys saw the comments that came out of that. That was the best thing ever. If that guy hadn't said that, I wouldn't have proposed the question, and I wouldn't have like forty comments telling me what I'm doing is great. Like, that was yeah. so good for my soul I, no, dude, to get all awesome. of those comments. And I, yeah. and I told you in the comments, but I, I, I mean this implicitly. Like, you make great stuff that is that is functional and it is made to last, which I love. And, yeah, does it look cool? Sure. And you know what? Is there going to be a factor of, like, cool factor when people buy stuff? Yeah. Especially when there's, like, a lot of people out there that don't really actually do anything in the outdoors other than, like, lay stuff out and take pictures. So, you know. That's that's a thing. That's that's a real yeah. thing, and that's okay. Yeah. But you know what? I don't think that's why a majority of your customers buy your stuff. And for some person just to be like, blah blah blah, like I know nothing about your industry, but let me give you diarrhea of the mouth. Like, I did feel a little bit like that the whole weekend because everyone I talked to was kind of lecturing me, like I didn't know what I was doing. And that from that angle, I was very frustrated because I had a jewelry maker lecturing me on how to run my Instagram. And then I went and looked at hers and she had a thousand followers. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. you obviously yeah. didn't look me up or my You're social cute. media before you yeah. talked to me because you wouldn't be telling me how to run my, my thing. But had I been a brand new company, maybe that would have been fabulous advice, right? Like, I don't know. I kind of wonder actually, when you were saying that that guy said it was just because your stuff looked cool. I wonder if he even knew about your Instagram. Do you think he saw it? I, I felt like one person said, I watched the video on everybody here. And then when he asked me questions, they didn't seem like he knew what my company was either. So I don't, I don't think they looked us up. I don't think they knew our history or what our story was, which I could be wrong, but looking in on it, I thought it was a bad call on their part. Every, every day you were in a group with nine to 10 different people. So if you were going to judge that group, you could have looked up those nine or 10 people before you talked to us. That's yeah. how I yeah. felt. You should have known my business. but Because I feel well, like when, when I look at your Instagram, Heather, I feel like it's not like this polished, perfect, cool, you know, not that like what I'm not that you're not cool, but I'm just saying like it's, it's, it's not like to look cool. <laughs> you know? It's not like all the black, you know, like the perfect lighting. No, the, I mean, I'm sharing, I, I share our life through our business. I mean, people are getting exactly what we are. I mean, and I don't ever, I don't ever hide that. And sometimes the stuff looks amazingly cool. And I'm like, oh, I'm using that picture for everything. That's just when it works out well. But most of the time it doesn't work out the way I picture it in my head. And I'm okay with that because I think that's, it's just real. I'm cool being real. It's so much easier. Yeah. I like it. Unless you create, unless you take a little, like try new things, experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think too, I mean, at least for me, I want the outdoors and the gear to be, comfortable with everyone you know like I don't I don't want anyone to ever feel excluded with the outdoors because I think that's a big issue in today that women are feeling excluded lots of people feel excluded from the outdoors so I want people to come to my channel and know that I'm having a good time and everyone is welcome because everyone is welcome love that that's, yeah. that's why so, that's I hope why that's what I'm there. yeah good 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 so yeah that's and, awesome. I, and I'm happy like gotta spread the good vibes right so well I mean someone's gotta be happy <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kidding though. But you know what? It, it's true. And to the point, like the outdoors is for everyone. 
And, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to get all political about it, but you know what, we all, we all know that this is an industry that is dominated by white men. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's awesome when I see other people getting out there and like just learning and experiencing and enjoying the great outdoors, because to me, it's, it's the greatest thing in, on the whole, on the whole planet. Like the whole, my whole <laughs> reason for living is to go outside and enjoy nature. And, um. Well, don't tell your freaking wife and kids that. They know that's your whole reason for me is to go outside away from them. We're going to need a new host for the podcast because you're going to get hit over there with a bat. No, 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 Tom. Hashtag outdoor family. Come on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da- hashtag damage control. Yeah. No, no. Uh, no. We, we do a lot of outdoor stuff together. And, you know, we, we haven't been able to do as much because Robin with her back has been messed up. But um, now that she got her back fixed and, you know, as soon as her recovery is, we're going back outside together. And it's going to be awesome. She was actually on the trail with me for the first time the other um, other day since August. So, oh, that's awesome to hear. I'm glad she's yeah. getting better. That's wonderful. and you know we didn't we didn't go far. It was only about a quarter mile, but you know it was just uh, she was just so happy to be out in the woods, and uh, that was oh, that was fresh awesome. air. Yeah, fresh yes. air is so nice. Yeah, so, <laughs> so was, good for uh, your health. Yes, <laughs> and there there's definitely something to be said about that though because. Um, a while back, I wrote I wrote an article on my website, and it was called "How the Outdoors Saved My Life," and it's absolutely true because I lived I lived in a suburban urban area. I worked your typical like kind of like urban job. I was a financial advisor and all that stuff, and it was killing me, literally killing me. And um, I left all that to come to the woods, and it was like immediately like this weight came off my shoulders, and I was just a happier, better person. Um, so I really do truly believe in the psychological and, and physical impact of just being outside and being outdoors. And I want everyone to experience that. So I thank you guys for, for joining me in the outdoors. <laughs> well, we like see, it out there. <laughs> do you two see more women getting into the outdoor space nowadays than previously? Or is it, that's a slow incline? I don't it- it's a slow incline, at least on social media. I personally try to find women accounts and follow all of them that are outdoors, no matter what they do. I try to follow the ladies that are putting themselves out there and then sharing online. Um, and then I really eventually hope to focus a lot of things on teaching women about the outdoors or just basic camping. I hope to be able to, you know, kind of widen our reach by doing other things besides just making gear. So for me, how about you, Michelle? Have you seen a lot more women outdoors? Yeah, I think it's been growing, Heather. Like, I think I what I remember, actually, now that I'm thinking back and trying to remember what it was like when I joined the outdoors community online, at least like the bushcraft one, I, I remember I was much more intimidated then because I think everyone would say, thanks, bro. Like, they would just automatically Oh, they call still do. <laughs> and what less? Like, you, you get called bro less. Like, they assume that you're a bro less just because you're following their page. So I think that's, yeah. like, a sign that they're like, oh, you – I don't know if you're a bro. <laughs> so, um, so I think Are you my a- bro or not bro? <laughs> bro, seriously, bro. 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 It's also yeah. just how some people talk is you just bro it for everything. Yeah. But then yeah. I, 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 Go ahead. Then some, some people now, like, they realize, they're like, oh, no, you're not a bro. You're you're a cis. <laughs> you know? And then that's been added to the- You're a lady bro. <laughs> lady bro. Lady bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I've moved up to ant status and I have to tell you guys, I was talking to one of the fellow business people and she goes, you kind of give me that ant vibe, that cool ant vibe. And I was like, 
All right, I can go with this. this like, is, I feel like it's coming time. at me. <laughs> I know. This is the weird. second time you've been calling an ant in like two weeks. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm getting old. I'll be 50 this weekend, so. <laughs> well, happy almost birthday to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Are you excited about this? Absolutely. You Every guys year know gets better. I can't wait to be 50, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nine years to go. Um, <laughs> I'm super, super excited about that. So um, before we before we wrap everything up, um, there's there's a there's a story that that we have to talk about. So um, a couple of episodes back, Heather was talking about when she used to be a, the leader of a hardcore biker gang. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and the name the name of her of her youtube when she was a leader of a hardcore banker king was the happy thought can you spell it please heather t h o u g h t okay uh, happy because thought. after said episode a certain <laughs> hypothetically speaking somebody may have went onto youtube and hypothetically searched the happy thought t h o t Oh, <laughs> what do you get? And hypothetically, that person thought, wow, bold name, Heather. Didn't know that's how you were rolling, but okay. But God bless, hypothetically speaking. And then I did not find Heather the Happy. I found a bunch of thoughts. Oh, sorry. I left the hypothetical land. It was me. And then I tried searching the happy thought biker motorcycle. And you know what I got? A bunch of motorcycle thoughts. <laughs> and now I'm constantly worried about when we're going to go watch a YouTube or something like that at night. And the algorithm is going to be like, hello, Mr. Nugent. Would you like to continue searching for thoughts? And now I'm going to get in trouble. He, he, so, called, he called me up and he's like, Nick, what's Heather's name on? What's what's the name of her? <laughs> you know, like, the happy, the happy thought. thought. He goes, oh, thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this is during Heather's wild phase or something. I don't know. But yeah, it was uh, clearly not the happy thought. So. <laughs> I think it was a good idea to, cl- to clarify for any viewers that were doing Yes, for anybody else who is going through my struggles now and now having your girlfriends and wives looking like, oh, looking up thoughts on YouTube, I see. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Oh Lord! Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it could be anything else. That's really funny. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> purely uh, innocent. My channel was purely innocent. Uh, well, the channels I landed on definitely were not. <laughs> Especially when we got into biker land, it was going to rebels. I'm like, all right, I'm done. I need to ask Nick if I'm doing something terribly wrong, and I was. I was, I was doing it all right. on some website somewhere. There's this guy looking up thoughts. Yeah, well, now my algorithm's completely fucked. So. <laughs> hey, there's a good story behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because yeah, 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 that's going to work. I swear, <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> so this one time it happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just screwed. I've accepted it. Um, yeah, well, you know, listen, this is, uh, this is the kind of stuff that happens when uh, – <laughs> you listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, you know, before we started, I was like, Michelle, have you listened to this podcast before? <laughs> Do you know what you're getting into? <laughs> I, I listened to snippets. I think the one that I was listening to was um, when you guys were uh, talking about, oh, no, Nick's new business. That was the last one I, I listened to, actually. Okay. Oh, that one was was relatively tame, I think. <laughs> at, least for part, at least for part oh, yeah. of it. <laughs> sort of, Yeah. 
And there are other ones where I'm definitely saying not nice things. People. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it has been, it has been, um, it has been a little, a little nicer since Heather's been around. Um, but you know, I still, I still get thrown for a loop though. Every time I hear like Heather drop the F bomb, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Heather's cursing. <laughs> I don't curse. What are you talking about? I didn't say anything like that. <laughs> She's too nice. Um, it's after hours. You guys said it was okay. No, I, it's, it's always okay. I mean. You got to save it for special occasions. that has more impact mm, that way. Yes. Yes. I mean, yeah. But at any rate, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yes, it was awesome it was to have wonderful. you on and to chat with you. And we got to see you. I feel so special now. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I feel like I feel like one of the, the chosen ones. You're I am welcome. the chosen one. Um, I'm, I'm gonna so, I'm gonna go. Have you met the women camper? Well, I know what she looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so now, so now next time I'm in Canada, I'm just gonna walk around the streets yelling, Michelle. No, where are you? <laughs> where are you? <laughs> You'll find me. I'm sure there's only like a few of us up here. <laughs> I haven't been to Canada in a while. I think last time I was there, I was on uh, Vancouver Island. And oh, it was, I love Vancouver Island. Oh, it was lovely. We went to um, uh, Bouchard Gardens. Yeah. And it was it was just an absolutely amazing, amazing experience. And it was actually kind of funny because we were on a cruise. We did an Alaskan cruise. And we're all like, Canada, that's that's lame. And it, <laughs> it was no offense. And um, <laughs> it never actually works you saying know, no offense right <laughs> after where you made offense. No, but you know, like I was just in, I was just in Alaska. I, I took a train through the, the Yukon Pass, Alaska you know, is like, Canada. We yeah, just bought it. But I was like, but now, it's the now same I'm thing. like, but now I'm in this like civilized part of Canada. So I was like a little disappointed because I was like, oh, this is a city. Like this is, I don't want to go to a city. Um, but anyway, we went to Bouchard Gardens and it was, it was one of the highlights of the entire trip. So it was a, it was a really, really cool experience. And I hope to go back there one of these days. I, I will. I definitely think if you come back to Canada, you should actually go more to the wilderness areas. Like Vancouver Island has tons of wilderness. If you just go further north, it's pretty, it's pretty beautiful. And I think you, your whole family would probably enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to. Uh, we, you know, we were on a cruise, so it was a very limited time schedule. You know, we had like eight hours to oh, right. go yes. and do something, and then come back to the boat. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. And then we we did we did cross over into Canada when we did the the Yukon thing because you go up to the top and there's a little there's a little station and it's got an American flag and a Canadian flag and one side is you know. Oh, I love um, the Yukon. Definitely go back to do the Yukon if you didn't. Oh my god, that was a that road was, trip through the Yukon. I, yeah, that was that was crazy. And we did we did this train ride and it was you know it, it's this old like wooden tre- like trestle track train and I'm like the whole time I'm like I'm gonna die. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are cool. like. I mean, it was really cool because, like, you go up so high, you're literally in the clouds. Um, and I'm, like, glued to my seat just looking out the window. And my wife being, like, the lunatic that she is, is, like, standing outside of the train, like, this is the best! I'm in the clouds! <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm just waiting for this wooden bridge to, like, collapse. It's 150 years old or something like that. I'm like, um, that's it. That's it. That's what's going to happen. Nick's going to die in, in his bucketless place of Alaska. So, <laughs> I guess. Not a bad place. Yeah. Could be worse. Um, they'd have the biggest ravens I've ever seen in my life there, though. <laughs> so, um, and they would have been eating my corpse on the side of a mountain. <laughs> Back to that circle of life thing. Yeah, you there know. you go. <laughs> you end up at the bottom of it. Uh, <laughs> Joe, do you have any plans for what you got for uh, what you got going on with the Wimpy Camper? Because I know you've teamed up with a couple of big brands recently. Yeah, so fancy. 
Well, um, only like, well, I guess Meryl, like I got, I still, I'm kind of like, they really want me, huh? Okay. And that's I was that's just, wild. Like, that's awesome. It's so. just that little company called Meryl. Yeah, just, yeah, no, just Meryl, Meryl. Yeah, Meryl. I mean, I, I actually do love, love their footwear. So when they approached yeah. me, I was like, seriously? <laughs> Send me shoes? Okay. So yeah, I'm like stocked up on shoes and, you know, got boots, got, yeah, jackets, toques, everything. I'm like Merrill, walking Merrill billboard right now. But uh, That's yeah. awesome. Good for you. That's really, you know, that's something to be proud of. That's that's quite the accomplishment, you know? I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I work with an amazing company called Knives by Nuge. <laughs> they, are, they are pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and he's actually not all that mean to me. So I guess that's, let's <laughs> say, um, that's probably, you know, but no, seriously though, that's awesome. Good for you. That's, that's super. I mean, I think a lot of people who aspire to be content creators, like professionally, um, are always aiming for like the clouds with something with stuff like that. And very, very few people really make it to, um, like get those really cool companies to like work with. So good for you. Like it's a testament to your good work. You really, you do, you do a kick-ass job and we love it. And when the algorithm actually shows me your page, I get very excited. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys. That's I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think I feel very lucky. I don't really know exactly what, what, go what goes right or what goes wrong but i like i think the community is just so supportive like you guys are always there and i I love watching you what you guys do and kind of like supporting each other and what we create together i think that's that's what are they coming for you michelle who's got the police sirens you can hear that, hey? Yes, it's because I live in the city. <laughs> I'm like, Tom doesn't bomb. look worried, <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm never worried about it anyway. <laughs> I mean, you look like you're going to fall asleep, but... You're like, That's we, had co- <laughs> we had a cop come to our door, like, I think it was, like, a couple weeks ago, and Lauren's, like, freaking out of the couch. She's like, what do you think is going on? I'm like... I don't know. Let me go to the door and ask him because <laughs> I'm sure he knows exactly what's going on. She's hiding behind and, the couch. Yeah. And Lauren's like all that concerned and stuff like that. He's like, hey, uh, we're pinging a cell phone there. You don't have to find an iPhone. I'm like, no. And he's like, yeah, you weren't at Nyack or anything. And I'm like, I know he's fishing. And I'm like, bro, I was just like falling asleep on my couch in the middle of a Sunday afternoon where it's raining. I'm telling you, I didn't steal nobody's phone. I would be on a great day. And Lauren's like, like, what was that? I'm like, ah, oh, it's nothing. <laughs> the police were there looking for somebody who stole a phone? Is that so the, the, these phones, they like ping and the, everybody thinks they're as accurate as they say they are. They never are. Like they say it's like at my house and it's in fucking Timbuktu already. Oh. So like, but the guy's like, I'm like, and at one point I told him like, bro, like you saw through the window, like me half asleep on the couch. Like, what do you think? What do you think I'm doing? No, I was not at this urban area an hour ago. And then all of a sudden now <laughs> asleep on the couch. Appeared back. But yeah, no, I thought, uh, I thought I the police didn't come up your mountain either. So No, they normally don't. They normally just let the mountain people do whatever the mountain <laughs> people do and just leave them alone, which is how we like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Derailing. So it, how we but, got from Merrill to mountain people is yeah, always <laughs> beyond me. Because it's Raise the Flag podcast. That's yeah. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up because it's getting late. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not late for you. It's late for us. <laughs> no, I'm just hungry. Todd for treats. Yeah. Oh, you got treats. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so then on, on that note, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. Um, 
Michelle, once again, thank you for joining so us much. Um, thank on, you this, so much. on this journey of nonsense and silliness and um, talking about you, which was cool. And um, and we'll be back next week with more more nonsense. <laughs> as long as we're not grumpy and hate the world. Yeah, thank you, Michelle. We really appreciate Thanks, Michelle. it. All right. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, she left me.